0: They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. This
1: is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call, quickgranger.com or just stop by. Grainger, for the ones who get it done. Every day, thousands of hackers try to steal your crypto. But Arculus uses air-gapped technology by forming a protective barrier that insulates you from hackers and secures your crypto. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on Cranberry.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Step4th Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local. Ah, Good to hear from you, my friend. How are things? Good. How'd Scott do last week? I appreciate him sitting in for me. Yeah, he did a good job, as always. Uh, We have a good time.
2: I forgot to tease him on Facebook.
1: (laughs) I'm sure you'll you'll catch up. Yeah, Um, yeah. Who can avoid it? I think there were some questions that came up that were like, oh, we wish John were here, but oh, well, we managed. This last two weeks, holy cow, has there been a lot going on. Um, It's been a
2: little bit crazy.
1: Yeah, lots of Google updates. Uh, I haven't done enough of my due diligence on how it's affected everyone. See, the nice thing about these updates is 99.9% of the time they just help my clients because they're usually just removing spam which, of course, we don't do, yeah. so that's great. White hat companies really just relax when these changes happen.
2: <laughs> it's great. <laughs> People that are yelling and screaming tend to be the ones that are worried. And yes. if you're worried, that means you probably aren't doing what you should have been doing to begin with.
1: Yeah, totally. Occasionally, of course, there are glitches, but luckily Google's been better at testing, I find. It hasn't had too many of those. Um, in any case, let's jump right into it. Uh, the latest Google update just last weekend, the Mozcast, if you follow that, went Way high, up to 108 degrees. It's a little weather. It's one of the highest they've had, isn't it? I think it is. I don't know whether or not they've gone much higher than that. So anyway explain
2: to, people, explain to people who don't use the MozCast kind of how that works. What does 108 mean?
1: It, it means that there's been a, a, a significant degree of changes across certain SERPs, search engine result pages that Moz is tracking. At least that's my basic understanding of it. From a more technical perspective, literally, this is a quote, Mozcast is a weather report showing turbulence in the Google algorithm over the previous day. The hotter and stormier the weather, the more Google's rankings changed. I'm sure Pete is, Dr. Pete who runs it, is is doing more than just watching search results. Is probably more than that. Anyway, it's interesting. Try looking at analytics, all that sort of stuff.
2: It's it's usually a pretty good indicator of something going on.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I can't recall seeing it that high. So there were some significant changes. The only changes I've seen, from in terms of the rankings that I've seen for our, my my site and some other clients, is just improvements. So I'm hoping that's across the board,
2: <laughs> but you never know. So, so the the question then becomes, what was the change? What happened? And of course, the first thing everybody jumps to is, oh, it had to be penguin, right? Was it penguin? Yeah. No. no, no penguin. Still no penguin. <laughs> but but what was it? Because I, I haven't really had a chance to dig in to see it, what the analyst is saying uh, was happening over the weekend. Because, again, it didn't impact us that much or my clients that much. So have you read what actually happened? What was the, the
1: focus of the update? Or do, they, do we even no. know yet? Quote, unquote. This is from Barry Schwartz. It says, so the weekend update that is still unconfirmed by Google that kicked off Friday morning. Still has no explanation, unquote. I don't know what All right, so. in particular was noted as changed, like whether there's been trends. I think the places to look would be the webmaster forums where people obsess over this stuff. Um, it's funny how being but in this so long, I, I don't do that so much now. But
2: Yeah, I was going to say, the people that are obsessing, again, are the people that are worried about what they did wrong you know, when we, when you don't do the, I know again, I'm not obsessing. You're not obsessing because we're pretty confident that the work we do on a regular basis is not going to get caught up by one of these massive changes. But that said, you know, we should still be on top of it better than we are.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I think, I think, I think think it's not exclusive to the people who are worried, but also to the most intense search geeks, the ones that just want to know every uh little thing that's happening. And, and I've gone past that now. (laughs) I just can't keep up with it. He's like, you know what? I'd rather have some fun.
2: We'll leave leave that to the SEO journalists.
1: They can just tell us. They are, however, working on an announcement. What is it, John? We're so excited. Uh, The announcement is that
2: Penguin announcement is being prepped. (laughs) (laughs) The announcement of an announcement.
1: Oh, dear God. It's it's, it. it's it's
2: it's it's kind of like when they show trailers for Super Bowl commercials when you have to do a commercial for a commercial it's the same thing we're doing an announcement that we're preparing an announcement <laughs> it is kind of crazy I was going to say but to the point somebody said that you know if they're taking the time to prepare an announcement and and John Mueller had said this in one of his videos that probably should have been under the Mueller files actually that if they're taking the time to prepare an announcement so they can work with the media companies people are speculating that this is going to be a pretty massive change something when, when penguin 4.0 hits and it's been a year and 10 months since a penguin update you know it's going to have a significant impact for a lot a lot of websites so oh we, we, we joke about it, but when it comes, it, it could be very, very impactful for a lot of people.
1: I love it. Someone put in here what I can only assume is a fake quote because I haven't seen any kind of release, but it would be perfectly adequate. and <laughs> Exactly what you'd see. Quote, unquote, sorry for the delay, the false release innuendos and the constant pushbacks. Today, we are officially announcing that Penguin 4 will be released after Christmas so as not to impact the holiday period.
2: <laughs> 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 that is perfect.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's, t- I just. Yeah, the people who got hit by this, I hope they've moved on. <laughs> the original Penguin, oh my God.
2: Well, part of the problem with Penguin is, and correct me if they changed this, and I forgot they changed it, but all the work you do to correct any issues from Penguin doesn't take impact until they update Penguin again, isn't that correct? Since yeah. it's not a rolling update. So if you've been working for you know, a year and 10 months trying to fix a Penguin problem, you know if you fixed everything in the first month and it's now nine, you know, a year, nine months later, and it's still, you're not, still not seeing any impact from that because they haven't updated it. That's, that's baffling to me.
1: Yeah. And, so, and like I said, I, I hope people have moved on, you know, they, they, they listen to some of the recommendations that are, that were out there to, you know, fix it, but also, you know, go with another site um, while you wait. Cause frankly, well, at least I, I bet you everyone's going to do that now. If anything happens again, they'll be like, screw this. I'll, I'll keep my site going. I'll do what I can to fix it. But I'm starting a new one because Google just rests on their laurels when it comes to this stuff. And it's hurt a lot of businesses.
2: Well, now, what's the odds of them when they announced 4.0 it being a rolling update? Didn't they talk about that at one point? I
1: don't know what the odds are, but it should be. You'd think it would be. You Maybe would that's why so. it took so long. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. If it didn't, if it isn't after all this time, I'll be shocked.
2: Yeah, they're going to get some serious backlash from webmasters and marketers.
1: Yeah, the people they really care all about.
2: (laughs) Yeah, the question is, will they care?
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, a big laugh out loud on that one. Okay, so... We'll do one more here before we have a break here. Google adds reviews from the web to critic reviews in local search results. This is a Search Engine Line article and find it fascinating. And I'll quote here, Google is still collecting its own reviews. With the addition of reviews from the web, it will now be showcasing three review sources, its own critics reviews and third party review sites, unquote. And that's showing or going to show in mobile search results i don't know if that's going to happen also in organic i'd expect it could but they'll probably just test that you think at some point yeah yeah they're showing a screenshot which has the reviews from the web three little division columns with each of the sources and then out of five rating with number of reviews and votes
2: I was really happy about this because it gave me some ammunition to go back to our technical department and get them to implement some schema on our review pages in the newspaper. You know, they were dragging their feet on that. This helped me push that forward a little bit.
1: I think um, Mike Blumenthal, who I follow religiously on any videos and content he puts out, he's, he's excellent at the stuff and local is my life these days. So anyway, he was saying, then and I, I don't disagree, that there's probably going to be a push of New review sites and review systems coming up, people coming out there and writing reviews for everything, not just restaurants, trying to find ways to create reviews for other establishments so that not only can they help those businesses, but essentially, um, build their own, um, services
2: yeah and since since i didn't listen to the show last week did you and scott talk about the the, the new algorithm change tied to re- reviews that happened or that they're really going to after to review spam now and that's kind of what prompted a lot of this
1: no i don't think we did
2: Ah, oh, you guys missed out man what i leave for one freaking week
1: <laughs> <laughs> well there's got to be a reason to have you around so go on
2: <laughs> well, so, so, so Mike Blumenthal actually uncovered this and wrote a really good article about the fact that they've just updated the spam filters around reviews specifically. They came out with a schema update, which oh yeah, of course tied, about tied that. a lot to the spam yeah, stuff.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, sure you did. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to go listen to the show too. now and see. <laughs> but it was review specific. But it, was, it talked about not just the schema, but on where reviews come from, the third-party versus on-site reviews, a lot of stuff like that. Re- and I think that's part of why they're, they're really focusing on this review piece, and it's going to become a bigger part of what we do with local SEO now. Is, is It's always been a piece of it, but now I think it's going to be a bigger focus, not only from, for us, but for Google.
1: Yeah, I look down and I actually don't see the notes. I, I'm, I'd be shocked if I didn't, because I've been talking about it with everyone since I read uh-huh. it. Yeah, I even saw it before <laughs> you did. So. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) it's some of the examples, for example, well, get five stars, which is Mike Blumenthal's system for reviews where he's one of the partners in it has the ability for people to, I guess, capture any negative reviews before they post them live. Well, that's no longer kosher. Anyone doing that, uh, I guess, will have the potential of having a devalued review by Google if they see that, if they know that these are reviews that have been edited or reviewed. So in this case, I know Get5Stars is coming up with an update which will uh, uh, provide some sort of certification to people or to businesses using Get5Stars that don't edit, that just post directly anything, even negative reviews to their site. Um, so that was just one example of something Google is you know, implementing with that schema update.
2: Yeah, And I, I guess, unless, unless I didn't read it, they're, they're still not looking at sentiment as a ranking factor, correct? They're just looking at, you know, they're looking at the if you're a bunch of one-stars versus a bunch of five-stars. They're just looking at the, the number of your reviews, or are they actually starting to look at sentiment?
1: Oh. I don't I, – I've read things, but I don't think I, I can say any of what I've read has been conclusive. Yeah, um, and, I, read- and I, I can't either. I would say that there's a decent reason just to stick with the stars for now. I mean, there's no reason to compl- yeah. complicate things more.
2: But I would, on that note, I, I bet you before we ever know it, they're going to start looking at sentiment so that the five-star, especially once they get the, everybody doing it, publishing positive and negative reviews – I mean, right now, people only publish the po- positive reviews, so they really can't look at sentiment because nobody ever publishes the negative stuff. But if they can get people on an even keel publishing positive and negative, then they can actually start looking at sentiment and actually adjusting rankings based on whether it's a quality or, or high quality or low quality experience for the users. And I'm sure they will if they ever get to the point where they feel like they're getting a honest enough look at what the sentiment is from an algorithmic standpoint.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I mean, Google does look at more, like they, they look at all of uh, pretty much any, anywhere the reviews are being created. So I, I think that based on just the star rating, they can get a pretty good idea of the favor of a business. Um, if they're looking at just the ones on the site, I agree that those are not really going to be a good example because a lot of people do, um, if they can, mitigate the negative. I actually recommend add, including them to all my clients. I think it adds mm-hmm. a more natural feel and I think probably more authentic, uh, touch. Uh, no one really should have all five out of fives. In fact, we actually have said to people, you know, please, you know, we really appreciate it if you give us a five out of five, but if you want to give us a little less, we're not going to be hurt if, if you feel it's worth it. Well, What's step
2: Forth's average rating right now? I put Unfortunately it's
1: five still. I'm trying to get someone to, <laughs> which, <laughs> which is ironic. D- anyway. D-
2: damn happy customers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, I think it's 4.9 or whatever Google does for that. But yeah, I don't know, really understand how that works. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think the only place I can really see sentiment falling into play is when they don't have reviews, a star review, and they're trying to determine the sentiment of a sort of unofficial review. You know, just general sentiment about a business. Someone comments, you name it, who knows though, I don't know that that would work and how well they could mitigate or truly quantify that. Well, let's take a quick break and we'll get into some, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about this when we get back.
0: SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Is your website hacked? visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E-Digital.com.
1: Are you paying too much for your paid advertising or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? studies show that companies waste 25 percent of their ppc spend on average the web marketing experts at wmetraining.com can show you how to make your adwords account a lean mean converting machine whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level we have a class for you contact the web marketing experts at wmetraining.com
0: jamming and spamming cashing in the clicks SEO is always in session, only on Cranberry Radio. Cranberry.fm Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session.
1: Welcome back to SEO 101 on Cranberry.fm. Hosted by John Carcut, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc., so how goes that test there, John?
2: So I went to look for a domain company to see where GoDaddy showed up in the organic search because they're one of the biggest domain companies out there, but they also have one of the worst reputations of any company on the, online right now. And while they're the number one ad for a domain company, they do not show up in the first – they're not showing up on the first page for that phrase. Oh, like, there mm. they are. They're like eight – Right, right above network solutions. <laughs> I'm, yeah,
1: I'm not a, a, a big GoDaddy fan. The prior GoDaddy, although I've heard a lot of good things about the new owners, or at least the new uh, people running it. Not sure they're actually new owners, but anyways, apparently they've done a lot to improve the reputation. So. Eh. Yeah, sure, exactly. they
2: just bought a company, they just announced it today. It's a WordPress dedicated WordPress hosting company, one of the bigger ones, Manage WP, which was a really good dedicated WordPress hosting company, it had some really unique features. Just became part of GoDaddy today, actually. Hmm. So, interesting. Well, like a lot of people say, upset about that who use
1: them. I would normally be, but again, I've heard so many good things about how this new they've really overhauled GoDaddy that I think mm-hmm. there's still hope. Oh, let's see. We'll see.
2: Yeah, I've, I, I still use them for my domains. I, I, Do you? I haven't hosted, I've never hosted there, but I still use them for domains.
1: I use Namecheap. I find them far cheaper and they're great. But GoDaddy certainly racked up their prices. Whoa. Anyway, I think they needed to. Okay, well, let's uh, jump into more local. It's a local day. Google is <laughs> testing a local two pack. This is something you posted here, and why don't you lead with it?
2: yeah so it's interesting we heard a couple weeks ago three four weeks ago that google started putting ads in the local pack um the pay-per-click ads that look right in and it kind of turned the local pack from a three pack into a four pack because they inserted that ad at the top of those um but now they're testing making it a three pack again with only two of the listings being organic and one of them being paid um again this is just testing i'm not really sure where this will go, or how well? Have you have you heard anything else about it, Ross?
1: No, I have a feeling it was just a rare test. I, I can't fathom why they do that. I mean, even in the example they show on SCM Post, the Post uh, there's three markers on the map, but only two showing below. It just seems like a test.
2: Yeah, yeah, and and again, there's how many? There's Google says there's like forty or fifty tests running at any one time, so and then if they're not all ever going to come to come to fruition Thank but it's goodness. interesting to think yeah no doubt but i bet to, to me it seems like this would be of a more of a mobile play than it would be a desktop play because again real estate on those mobile screens is
1: so valuable right yeah and, and yeah i, I think uh, although apparently it's it's getting even stronger it makes perfect sense that mobile is getting even stronger in terms of most of the views on google um, desktop's always going to have a, a play, and I, I hope that they don't minimize it too much. I think yeah. having more than two is a, kind of important on desktop. It's one of the places you expect to get a little more detail.
2: Yep. It's interesting also to note that this, uh, the test that was found was, was that, is that German.de? It was not in the U.S. The test wasn't. That's right. Or, or Canada. It was DE. Is yeah. that German?
1: What is DE? looks like German. German. I'm looking at the picture and it's in German. So yeah.
2: yeah. Which is which is another another reason I think this is just, just a limited happen to catch type test.
1: Yeah. All right. Well interesting though. It's the same. Thanks for sharing that. Um, another one mm-hmm. uh, is about Google filtering local business results. And and this was actually a really well-written article. I'm just looking here it's by Joy Hawkins. Of course it is. She's an amazing writer. I really like her stuff and she's very on top of this in any case there's a been a significant shift in local search results apparently and mm-hmm. she's documented it and i'm impressed like for example she's showing some before and afters of particular maps in the local results and that before there were a ton of pins markers for different locations after Holy cow, it must be cut in half. I mean, it's just enormous how much was cut in half. I read a quote here from Bill Slosky. He's the patent guy in our industry. He loves reading patents and and explaining them, and he does a great job. Anyway, here's a quote from, I guess, one of his interpretations. A spam score is assigned to a business listing when the listing is received at a search entity. A noise function is added to the spam score such that the spam score is varied. In the event that the spam score is greater than a first threshold, the listing is identified as fraudulent, is not included in or is removed from the group of searchable business listings. And we've seen apparently the, quite a, a drop in in listings. There's uh, been uh, quite a significant one. Uh, I have definitely seen some improvements in in local, uh, for many of my uh, my own sites and 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 clients, so um, again, I have not had really dug into how good it is, but I can tell you that when
2: I first read this and I was first looking at the new filter changes in the Google search, I went to a competitor of a, an ex-client of mine, who I knew was doing a very specific spamming technique in local searches and i went to see if it it picked him up and it didn't he was still getting away with everything that he was doing um Mm -hmm. and it and so i wasn't real because that to me was an obvious one and i've even you know made comments to people about this that should 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 be able to take some action on it nothing ever has happened so i was i was really hoping this would pick them up but it didn't
0: because
2: it's Mm -hmm. really egregious what they're doing is egregious and bad
1: Yeah, that's not good. I mean, in in one of the examples she shows here for the listings for locksmith boulder, of course, locksmiths are infamous for their local spam. She's saying, I quote unquote, I'm seeing the filter hitting the locksmith industry harder than any other due to the amount of fake listings that exist. Scott Barnett co-founded an online business directory called Busyhood. And when he analyzed the locksmith listings in his directory, he found 80% of them were fake, unquote. It's pretty nasty. So I'm glad that that's being hit. It's just ridiculous. I tried working with a, was it a locksmith? No, it was someone in that line and in the New York area. Man, I did not take that on. That would be scary. Yeah. <laughs> Very difficult to market. Um, and just rife with spam. I mean, I don't think you can right. compete against it unless you're going to jump in. So. Um, So what is Google filter based on? And this is some, again, some points from Joy's article. Age of listing. So just how long it's been around. Organic ranking. She says, I don't believe it's any coincidence that all four of the locksmith listings ranking in the Boulder three pack have organic rankings in the top 10 as well. Again, this is just based on an expert's opinion. Also duplicate listings. Slossi's article, he notes that the patent mentions that businesses employ methods to include multiple listings for the same business. So this is something Google looks for when evaluating the spam filter. For one of the locksmiths that didn't make the initial cut in July, the address is is a plaza. So there's dozens of other listings at the same address. It's actually a really good long article. So I can't get into all of it. I know we're getting short in time. So um, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get into uh, one little thing on Mueller files and then some questions from the community. SEO 101 will be back
0: right after recess. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com It's time to take your ad testing out of the Mesozoic era and into the Ezoic era. Ezoic is the world's first machine learning platform, creating tailor ad combinations to monetize your website. Our automated ad testing not only boosts ad income, but increases page views, improves bounce rate, and will impress the user experience. Start your 30-day free trial today at eZoic.com and join thousands of publishers who are already earning 60% more with eZoic. That's ezoi eZoic, make your website smarter. eZoic is a Google-certified publishing partner. Online anytime. This is Cranberry Radio. Cranberry.fm.
2: Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session.
1: Welcome back to SEO 101 on cranberry.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. All right, Mueller Files. <laughs> What have you got here to start with?
2: Just a quick, simple little techie thing for people that that are really interested in the tech side of SEO. Sometimes you do a structured markup for a site and you're really anxious to see the results. And you're not really sure you're implementing correctly. John Mueller gave a really good tip on one of his videos last week that you should be able to see your structured markup if a page has been crawled on a site colon command. So if you're doing a site colon command on your site, you can't find a page that you marked up in standard organic search for some reason, you can do a site colon command and you should be able to see that structured markup in that in those results if it's done correctly so he said this is a really good way to test to make sure that this is implemented i'm sure there's lots of tools out there that will tell you as well but this is really a direct test in google search results to make sure that it's happening the way you expect it to happen just a little tidbit a little little trick there which i found could be useful for some people hmm, interesting
1: so what about this pretty this simple. company in turkey being banned i've never i didn't hear about this
2: Oh, this is just interesting to me personally because it was a media company, a large media company, television station. Pretty significant share of the market space in Turkey was banned from Google because they were potentially abusing news and video submissions. And I can tell you that we didn't have our entire site banned, but we got notification of pages removed because of user spam to our video section. People were creating videos and just Uploading we actually have a user upload capability for some, some of our sections of our site that just got hammered. We had to lock it down because you know before it was pretty open and people started abusing it and we got pages of the site banned, not necessarily the entire site, like this company did. So it was just interesting to, to note that doesn't no ma- doesn't matter how big you are, if you get caught doing something or you're not on top of things, they will take action. Hmm.
1: Interesting. Okay. Well, we have a question here from Simon Cox. Uh, Simon says, one of the threads that was discussed quite a lot at Brighton SEO, which is a conference, by the way, on Friday was site migration. It's it's one of the biggest SEO conferences in Europe, Brighton SEO. That's great. Well, tons of good advice from the speakers. Even I picked up a few good tips, and I do a lot of this. My question for the host is, how do they approach a site migration? Many people are scared of them, and many reckless and arrogant about what they need to do and what they can ignore. My tip is to build a list of all the URLs, not just the ones you think you have, after a screaming frog crawl. I use a Google SERP extractor to grab all the links Google has for the site. Have to do it manually for Bing. <laughs> As there will be <laughs> links to your site with incorrect nice. paths, still worth redirecting those. Also, I use SCM rush and other tools to add to the backlinks. Any source, really, that will add to a comprehensive list for redirecting. Then I have to fight IT teams to get all the redirects put in always a struggle is they never want to do more than 200. <laughs> no true. No, no, no doubt about that. We've done one, I think recently for 800 and it was just painful, but it has to be done.
2: Yeah. You know, I did one recently for a couple million, so I know the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That's another thing along.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hopefully there are some patterns there. You could do some math stuff anyway. Yeah.
2: That's, you, there has to be, there's no way to do them individually. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how do we go about it? Well,
1: first of all, One of our vendors, because he's got a client with a similar issue and he's worried about losing rankings. To me, it really depends on just how panicked a client is about losing any rankings, any movement. If they're completely paranoid about losing anything, that will affect my strategy. In many cases, I will try to, if they're just converting it to a new design, a new theme, whatever it might be, I just try to ensure that there's as minimal change possible to the content and the links within the site and the structure. Those are the, that's the most paranoid. I prefer, however, to do the proper, pass the redirects and link juice to the, to perhaps some pages that could use the benefit. If there are pages that are broken, a very comprehensive redirect campaign uh, and minimizing any pages, removing them where necessary that are old, outdated, and again, redirecting. Then I make sure that when I'm doing, um, when when the site is launched, I submit the old sitemap to get the redirects found faster. And uh, let's say, once I'm sure that that's been fully indexed, and that does take a little time, and and frankly, part of it's a guess, um, I then submit the natural sitemap. That's a really canned, quick answer. But what about you, John?
2: I, I I think for me, it starts with the setting two expectations right up front in the redesign process. First expectation is that the new website needs to be better optimized than the old website. So that, you know. forget all the redirects, forget all that, that two years down the road, it's gonna be performing better than the old one was in search, right? So that's the first thing you have to make sure happens. Mm-hmm. Um, second thing is I set the expectation that every single time you do a site redesign and you change URLs, you are going to lose rankings, period. Yeah. There's nothing we can do about it. What happens is, that that transition strategy what we do between the old version of the site and the new version of the site really basically it determines how long it takes you to recover from that loss and the, the better the transition strategy, the faster you recover, the better your new site design is optimized, the, the better you go beyond that, inis- that initial recovery into to positive gain, right? So that's what I try to set the foundation before all this even starts. That way, if you get one of those like clients, like you are talking about, Ross, that uh, I don't wanna lose anything, I'm like, well, then don't redesign your site because <laughs> you're gonna lose something with the redesign, right? And you set that expectation so they know it's coming, so they don't freak out when it hits. And you don't really lose anything because you get your you get your transition in in place. It's a small enough site where Google can can handle the transition very quickly, and they really don't lose anything. You're a hero, <laughs> just yeah. But but you got to set that expectation that there's a very good. That you're going to lose some rankings, uh, and, and the transition is going to really de- set that determination of how long it takes to recover.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And 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 I sh- should definitely qualify that. No matter what, we always prepare the client with. That very statement that, you know, we are going to do absolutely everything possible and even for the most paranoid one uh, to minimize any ranking drops, but you're going to see some. Um, Now, Mm -hmm. based on my experience, if we do it this way, again, the paranoid way, uh, you'll probably regain most of them and fairly quickly. Again, I'm not dealing with million page sites. I'm dealing with thousands page sites, perhaps. Um, tens of thousands in some cases. Um, And the one I can think of as an example did well, but bloody heck, it was a lot of work. And we had to do a lot of consultation before they could do the launch uh, just to ensure that everything was as clearly, um, almost identical to the last one in terms of the content, even layout.
2: And then the first question that I ask after we have that initial conversation is when we do the redesign, is there any possible way we can do it without changing any URLs? If you can do it without the URLs changing at all, that's mm-hmm. the way to go. you know,
1: you know if which is what we did in this case. Too. That, that's,
2: yeah. that's the number one way to do. It. Yeah, yeah, because then you don't have to worry about anything really. Um, they'll, they'll, you might lose some 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 pages based on navigation changes, but if you can keep the URLs the same, you're
1: miles ahead of anything else. That turned out all right. On behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the director, of Local, thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Google Plus. be found by searching SEO 101 on Google. Have a great week! Episode PM Pacific, 4 PM Eastern. FM. Thanks for listening,
2: everybody.
0: opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of cranberry news marketing and cranberry.fm rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited hear that is that america cheering or a sausage patty sizzling to perfection